0: and don't forget to check out our website www.hisheartline.com we're happy to have you let's get started good afternoon good evening good morning wherever you're at in the world if you're in California and you're listening in, good morning. If you're over in Britain or England, I would guess I would have to say good evening. So anyway, glad to have everybody here. It is Thursday, November, November 10th, 2022. At least here it is. It's uh, you know November 10th here in West Michigan. I could tell you, it, for November 10th, it is warm. It must be 75, 76, 77 degrees out. It's windy as all get out. It's so breezy. Just so, so windy. But blue skies super windy. I'm trying, I'm to try to get through this podcast because I want to go outside with my kid and we're going to go have fun in the grass, barefoot, kick the soccer ball around. You know, we're just going to have some fun. And then she's going to go to grandma's for a couple hours. Well, me and the missus go out on a little date night because she had, we haven't really had a one-on-one date night. Like, you know, just her and I having a date night. We always go out to dinner we always, you know, have the child with us, but you know, We haven't had an actual date night for a while, but, uh, so anyway, but that'll be, gotta be kind of fun. So, um, excuse me. So yes, we are two days after the election and I'm going to tell you right now, do not fret about the results because I'm going to tell you right now, election day is never just election day. It seems like anymore. And that was something that they decided to do. It seems like since 2020, you know, election day is turning into election month and it's going to end up, you know, I think really showing just how fraudulent our system really is because remember it never got fixed and we we covered that at great length yesterday but i'm not going to keep beating a dead horse now one thing i wanted to play real quick because i found this earlier on tiktok and i thought this was really important that people need to hear because you know oftentimes people when people pray and they invoke the name of jesus christ you know, whether if it's for healing or to cast out, you know, a demon that's trying to, you know, spiritually attack you or whatever. I don't think many people, even Christians, especially Christians, uh, athe- you know, uh, sat- Satanist and, you know, people like that, they know full well the full power that Jesus Christ holds, especially the name when somebody invokes the name of Jesus Christ. But it's really sad because a lot of Christians don't really have any solid idea of exactly just how important and just how powerful that word, that name is when you invoke it. And there's this guy that actually was talking about it here on TikTok. It's about a 30 second, um, clip, but give this a quick listen. Cause this is very interesting. He's very correct in his assessment.
1: I mean, do you have any idea who you're invoking when you pray in the name of Jesus, if you haven't read the book of revelation, then you don't, but if you read the book of revelation, understand that when you're praying in the name of Jesus, that's the man. That's the being that you're inviting into your situation, whose authority you're praying under. Listen to what Angie Dillard said, and it's so beautiful. She said, on the whole, I do not find Christians sufficiently sensible of their conditions. Does anyone have the foggiest idea what sort of power we so blithely invoke? The churches are children playing on the floor with their chemistry sets, mixing up a batch of TNT it's madness for ladies to wear straw hats to church. We should all be wearing crash helmets, <laughs> the name of Jesus.
0: Wow. Yeah. So right though It's very, very correct. Nobody really understands the full power of invoking the name of Jesus Christ. When it comes to prayer, and I think oftentimes when people pray, they don't even know how to really directly. It, it's like a gun, right? Prayer is a, is 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 the sword of spirit, right? It's part of the sword of the spirit, just like the book, you know, the Bible is the you know the sword of the word. You know, it's the, it's 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 God's weapons against all principalities, evil principalities, I should say, right? And so when we do a prayer, a prayer is a weapon. Believe it or not, most people don't realize that. See, when you think of prayer, you just think of just words that you say up to the sky to an all being God, a divine heavenly father. Right. Mm -mm. Prayer is much more than that. You know, prayer can come in a lot of different forms. And yes, it can come into a form of being used as gratitude to God. Right. Prayer can be used to heal. And prayer can also be used as a weapon towards evil principalities and much like a, a gun, right. Or a weapon. We'll just say a weapon. There are many weapons, right. There are weapons, you know, and, and we'll take a gun, for example. All right. Cause I'm a big second amendment guy. I own a few guns myself, a very responsible gun owner. At least I would like to think so. We keep them locked up away from the child because we don't want the kid getting, conf- you know, curious, even though she knows their tools, but we don't want her having a one day just to, you know, Uh, an idle mind getting her curious and starting to play with them. So we make sure they're locked up. We make sure they're out of reach, but a gun again can be used as a tool. Well, Jason, what do you mean as a tool? Well, it can be used to hunt and you use a gun to hunt for food. That is a tool much like a fishing pole is a tool. Much like a crescent wrench is a tool, a tool to fix things, right? A fishing pole pole is a tool to fish, catch fish, to eat. It serves a purpose and a gun, same thing. Now, much like being used as a tool, it can also use for defense against evil people that kind of want to come and break into your house. And so the Bible is very much the same way as a gun. You have to know how to use it, when to use it. And when you use it as a weapon, you got to make sure you're very, very specific in, in where you're directing that weapon. Always know what's downrange of your weapon remember, there's many, there's very much, there's much power in words. If you haven't gathered that message by now on this podcast the, or anywhere for that matter, there is very large amounts of power behind words. And so when we do a prayer, we have to make sure that we have to direct it properly. Just like when you aim a gun, you have to know what's down range of your uh, line of fire. Because you want to be very direct with your, with your, with your, with your shot. Now, if you're just shooting in the air, hoping to hit something, I mean, that's not really effective shooting. And not only that, you're wasting money on ammo. And all you're doing is just making a bunch of noise. It's the same thing with prayer. If you're just shotgunning it in the air and making a lot of noise, you're not going to be very effective. I hope this makes sense. So. Back to the invoke in the name of Jesus Christ. When you invoke the name of Jesus Christ, whether for healing or whether for, you know, as a, as a weapon against evil principalities, you have to be very specific in your prayers. It's very important. And so anyways, I felt that that was pretty important. That was something I think God laid on my heart to speak about. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be reading. Thank, so again, this is the 1% with him. We're going to be reading Isaiah chapter 8 verses 1 through 22. And then we'll do a little commentary here at the end. And so we're reading of the New American Standard Bible, and it's 22 verses. And it starts with verse 1 saying, Then the Lord said to me, take for yourself a large tablet and write on it in ordinary letters. Now forgive me if I mispronounce this. Meher Shalal Hashbaz. And I will take to myself faithful witnesses for testimony. Uriah, the priest of Zechariah, the son of... Jepherciah so i approached the prof- uh, prophetess and she conceived and gave birth to a son then the lord said to me name him mahar shalal hashbaz for before the boy knows how to cry out for my father or my mother the wealth of damascus and the spoils of samaria will be carried away before the king of assyria again the lord spoke to me further saying inasmuch as the people have rejected the gentle, gently flowing waters of Shaloa, and rejoice in resin and the son of Ramalia? Now, therefore, behold, the Lord is about to bring on them the strong and abundant waters of the Euphrates River. That is the king of Assyria and all his glory, and it will rise over all its channels and go over all its banks. Then it will sweep on into Judah. It will overflow and pass through it. Or will pass through it will reach as far as the neck and, and the spread of its wings will fill the expanse of your land Emmanuel be broken you peoples and be shattered and listen all remote places on earth get ready yet be shattered get ready yet be shattered devise a plan but it will fail state a proposal but it will not stand for God is with us For so the Lord spoke to me with mighty power and instructed me not to walk in the way of his people, saying, You are not to say it is a conspiracy, regarding everything that this people call a conspiracy, and you are not to fear what they fear or be in dread of it. It is the Lord of armies whom you are to target as holy, and he shall be your fear and he shall be your dread. Then he will become a sanctuary, but to both houses of Israel he will be a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, and a snare and a trap for the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Many will stumble over them, they will fall and be broken, they will be snared and caught. Bind up the testimony, seal the law among my disciples, and I will wait for the Lord who is hiding his face from the house of Jacob. I will wait eagerly for him. Behold, I am the children whom the Lord has given me are for signs and wonders in Israel, for the Lord of armies, who dwells on might Mount Zion. When they say to you, consult the mediums and the spiritists who whisper and mutter, should a people not consult their God? Should they consult the dead in behalf of the living? To the law and to the testimony, if they do not speak in accordance with this word, it is because they have no dawn. They will pass through the land, dejected and hungry. It will turn out that, that when they are hungry, they will become enraged and curse their king and their God as they face upward. Then they will look to the earth and behold distress and darkness, the gloom of anguish, and they will be driven away into darkness. That is the book of Isaiah, chapter eight, verses one through 22. Now. Now. Let's get into the lessons from this text. Now, where is the prophecy? Now, this chapter opens with Isaiah commanded to prophecy about the Mahir Shalal Hashbaz. And what is the prophecy? We don't know. Now, nowhere are we told what Isaiah wrote about Mahir Shalal Hashbaz. We are given a prophecy against Samaria and Judah for their sins, but not about the person. Now, God just dangled a carrot of, oh, by the way, this important thing happened over here, but I'm not going to tell you about it. Now, why would he do that? And so Paul said that when he had his near death or perhaps death and healing, he heard things in heaven which were not lawful for a man to utter. And you could see that referenced in 2 Corinthians 12, 4. Now, John, when Jesus called him to heaven, heard the proclamation of the seven thunders, which he was not allowed to repeat to us. And again, that's referenced in Re- Revelation 10, 4. Now, for whatever reason, though, God withhold or he withheld certain things from us. Now, of course, his ways are higher than our ways. We all know that. But it seems like there is more to it than just that. And God isn't. God isn't just higher and therefore withholds information too, lo- you know, too lofty for us to comprehend. He is the mystery of all and beauty, and and so it seems that God delights in being a mystery. If you think about it, you know, do you want to be friends with the most frank, to the point, straightforward person? I don't think I would. You know, we like to be intrigued, right? We like to learn more we like the unknown it's kind of our human nature and god knows us and quite frankly i think the mysterious nature of god draws us to him in curiosity god has given us the privilege to unwrap his mysteries absolutely and as king solomon said it is the glory of god to conceal a thing but uh but the honor of kings is to search out a matter Makes sense. Now, as we go through this verse by verse, remember, I'm referencing Melissa Melissa Beattie.com. She has very good, nice ministry here and does a great job with her commentary. Now, if you look in verse 1 and 2, God gives Isaiah a command to write about someone who has not been born yet. And as proof, that is done prior to his birth and Isaiah has witnessed it. Now, as we look at verse three, after his wife conceived Isaiah, or after his wife conceived, Isaiah is told that his son is the same person he just wrote about. And then as we look at verse four, and and again, forgive me for probably butchering this name. It's such a long name, Mahar Shalal Hashbaz means quickly to the plunder is what that name means. And to the and the ex- explanation for the name follows, Samaria will be destroyed in his lifetime. And then as we look at verses 5 through 8, God does not pour out judgment without a cause. And in this case, he explains the judgment by saying that Israel has rejected the waters of Shaloah. Instead of receiving life, water from the Lord, they have turned away from Judah and have delighted in the ways of Pekah, king of Israel, Ramalia's son, and Rezin, king of Assyria. And so God's response is to pour out a serious army on Israel, like a might, like a mighty flood of waters. And these wa- and these waters will almost down Israel. But again, God's mercy will stop it at the neck. Now, in sarcasm, God tells the people, as we look at verses nine through ten, um, to make alliances and take counsel. To gird yourself is to prepare. To speak the word is to give a command. No matter how we may think we are in control of a situation, and we talked about this a few days ago, God is the only one in control. I don't care who you are, how much power you wield in your own personal life, you are not solely in control. You may think you're in control, but you're not. And anything that we do, any plans that we make that are not made in the counsel with God will not stand. It is futile to live without him for even the air we breathe is a gift from him. And this is why every day, ladies and gentlemen, when I I'm trying to get better with whenever I go out and um, whether if it's grocery shopping or just shopping in general or if I'm doing something at work or before I jump on this podcast, I typically if I I try to remember and I always try to consult God, I'll ask God, I said, God, what do you want me to talk about today? Or if we're at the store like yesterday, we were at Best Buy. I was thinking about buying a very um, pricey selfie stick, which would help me do more creative videos uh, for different projects going forward in the future. And <clears throat> I wanted to buy it. It was, again, very expensive. It wasn't cheap. Um, not something that you can just pick up for 20, 30, 40 bucks, even though you can. You're going to buy cheap quality and it's going to break. I already had one that broke. It was $15 and it broke. And this one was more along the lines of 110 Well, yeah, could easily afford it, could easily buy it, but I'm trying to be smart with the money that God has blessed us with. So I took it to prayer. I said, God, what should I do here? Should I, you know, should I get this? You know, I mean, because I'm trying to be smart and stew it properly because eventually what I want to get into is videography. My wife wants to get in photography herself and I want to do videography. But I don't want to just buy things for the sake of buying things. Does that make sense? So I take all this stuff to God and ask, hey, like, what can I do? So I ended up not doing it because it didn't feel, you know, like I should. Now, as we look at verses 11 through 12, excuse me, I just got to, I got to respond to this important text here. Okay, sorry about that. My boss thought I was working today, and he thought I was in a truck that needs something done, and he wanted me to. Anyway, I had to respond to him, tell him I wasn't working today. So okay. So as we look at verses eleven through twelve, in contrast to the Assyrians and the idolatrous Israelites, God is with Isaiah, and He has instructed and spoken to him, warning him not to join everyone, especially when they tell Isaiah to be united to them. And this is similar to how Jesus tells us that you know, his believers are not of this world. We are called to be a separate and peculiar people belonging solely to God. And it's funny that this says this because as my wife and I do more research and as we do more um, digging in the true nature of these pagan holidays and what they try to do, like how these holidays started off paganistic, right? Uh, like the Christmas tree, we'll just use that for example. As we dug into that more, yes, it started as a pagan, you know, thing, but it didn't start with idol or uh, with a with an evil intent. It was more or less to provide light during a time of um, of um, you know darkness. But when you start decorating a Christmas tree, and I, I'm just kind of going off basic memory here because I I'd read in I read about this in the book uh, The Calling of Man, um, great book by the way. It's like 450 plus pages. I recommend the read. Um, and then my wife did her own research, you know, when you put, when you put Christmas decorations and stuff up on a Christmas tree, that's not really a thing that, you know, even if it's like stuff that's Jesus related, that's not something that we should be doing at all. And so, you know, the tree by itself with lights is one thing, but when you start decorating it with all the stuff, tinsel and christmas bulbs and you know ornaments and all this other stuff you get into kind of a in a way an idol worship well jason but what if you start what if you put nothing but the holy family you know stuff about the holy family up yeah that okay you can but again these things are made of you know wood metal plastics right you're still you're, you're, you're surrounding yourself around a tree with all these little trinkets and things like that. And it's still technically a form of idol worship. I mean, you hear songs about, you know, dancing around the Christmas tree, you know, all this other stuff, right? Like that's not what we are supposed to do. And so we put up the Christmas tree, but it's not decorated. I mean, we put an extra strand of lights to give it some more, uh, so it doesn't look so bland because we have tiny lights that are pre-installed on the tree. And then we bought an extra, you know, bigger bulbs and different, you know, a slightly different, uh, blend of white. Right. And it actually looks pretty good. I actually like it. Honestly, it's clean. I don't have to decorate it. I don't have to, you know, it's quick, easy up, quick, easy down. But at the end of the day, it's just something to illuminate the room. Cause you know, it's darker. We want to have more light, right? The whole purpose is to get away from the pagan and all the evil rituals that are built into all our holidays, and and bring it back to Christ. Our neighbors look at us like we are weird. Again, like it says, we are called to be separate and peculiar people, belonging solely to God. And you know, you could see that referenced in Deuteronomy uh, verse uh, chapter fourteen, verse two. I'm telling you, our neighbors definitely look at us like we are weird, peculiar individuals. I mean, we are the we I'm telling you right now, when people walk by our house or drive by our house, I'm telling you, they snicker at each other. Like, yeah, those Joneses, <laughs> hey, they are odd ducks. I, I'm telling you, I know those conversations are happening, but do I care? No, don't care. You know why? Because the judgment of man and women. I don't really care about only the only judgment I care about is God's and Jesus Christ. That's it. That's it. So I'm okay being a peculiar people. I really am, because I am not of this world. I don't want to be of this world. The more I look into this world, the more I absolutely cannot stand it. It's a beautiful world. Destry says, what happened to keeping up with the Joneses? Well, they ain't keeping up with us. I could tell you that much. (laughs) They're like, we're going to stay away from the Joneses. (laughs) at least in this neighborhood. But I will say we do our best to keep and maintain a, a very beautiful, clean house on the exterior. I pressure wash it twice a year. I try to maintain a good proper lawn. Everything's clean and organized in the garage, you know, and I get compliments from our neighbors, like our neighbor across the street. He's like, man, you know, you inspire me to keep a good house. You know, like his, his siding, blew off like several months ago in a storm and he still never put it back up. And it's something that might only take 15, 20 minutes to to do. If I had a piece of siding missing from my house, that would drive me up a wall. But anyway, but yeah, I don't think people want to keep up with these Joneses. These Joneses here and, and sh- you know, in this neighborhood, they they don't. <laughs> we're, we're, we're odd ducks to them, you know, because w- my wife is trying to tell you know, the other women in the neighborhood, like what, what she does. She takes distilled water that we buy from, you know, cause we don't drink out of the tap anymore. We absolutely refuse to drink from the tap. In fact, we just went to the store yesterday and bought a shower head filter to help with, you know, cleaner skin. Um, cause our water is severely contaminated here in our, in our town. Very, very severely contaminated. So not only do I have carbon filters that are attached to the house from the water as it comes into the house, but we also, like I said, have a shower filter to help with the skin. Cause you can still smell it. And so my wife, we buy distilled water and she still boils it to make sure it's clean. The neighbors can't understand that. It's like, well, you don't have to understand it, but just understand this. Don't think that the, you know, the government, like the FDA and, and, in the, you know, local municipalities, you know, that control, you know, clean quote unquote, clean our water. Don't think that they're doing a very good job because they don't care about your health. You know, but anyway, getting off track a little bit, but as we look at verses 12 through 14, Isaiah has no reason to fear other people. And even if everyone is saying, join me, join me, Isaiah does not have to feel obligated to join them. If Isaiah is threatened, then God will be his sanctuary. The fear of God should override any fear of man. Yes, yes. And failing to fear God, many people will stumble, fall, and be broken by God's will. In the end, they will fall into their own snares and be taken into eternal damnation. Now, as we look at Isaiah uh, chapter, you know, the verse 16 here in this chapter 8, Isaiah is given the new command to bind up and seal the testimony of God with his believers. The children of God are his, and they perform great things in the world, the grace and spirit of God made manifested in the world through them. And even though God may turn on Israel, Isaiah is willing to wait for God to return. And he knows that in the end, God will be his sanctuary. Now, as we look at 19, when God removes his spirit from Israel, judgment, and when judgments be, you know begin to come, then the people will start seeking answers. Kind of sounds like right now, don't you think? I mean, judgments are seemingly like seems like they're beginning to come our way as well. Well, people are starting to turn to God, and they're trying to seek answers. They're trying to find God again, but instead of turning to God, though, in this case here, they seek psychics and those who practice witchcraft. This is one of the reasons my uh, my brother-in-law's sister took her own life. It was discovered. That, you know, and she was a MAGA person. She loved Trump. She followed Q. She believed we were entering into a beautiful world going forward when all this comes out and the pedophiles go away, right? Like she believed all this and rightfully so, because it's true. But what's sad was it was discovered after her death on her computer that she was paying for a tarot card reader online. and apparently some of the stuff that she was given by this online psychic tarot card reader whatever basically gave her a lot of despair saying oh i see trump in the future getting arrested and i see him getting assassinated and i see this and i see that basically doom and gloom crap and ultimately sadly i don't i don't know what snapped in her her mind but she felt like nothing was worth living for at that point and she ended up taking her own life. And so presumably we think that's the reason why she snapped was with the answers that she got from this psychic, this witchcraft crap, it's sad. It really is sad, but sadly, many people are turning to those mediums. I don't know why it's like, you don't need to turn to a medium. You don't need to turn to a priest, turn to God directly to God. Cause God responds by asking, why are you looking for an answer by conjuring the dead? When the living God is right here in front of you. Exactly. God says the reason the people will seek for answers in the wrong places is because they are in darkness. I hope this makes sense to you guys. It makes sense to me. And so as we look at verse 21 and 22, it says, The people will pass through the law, hungry, unsatisfied, because they lack understanding. They are in darkness and therefore are unable to understand the light of the scriptures. Instead of asking God for help, they will curse their earthly and heavenly king. And unable to find answers from any supernatural source, they will look for answers in the world only to find trouble and anguish. Therefore, they will fall deeper into darkness. And this is why I think so many people, this is why I think so many people are losing hope. Because they are not rooted in the scriptures. They are not looking and seeking the heart of Christ. They're not looking for the face of God. They are not turning towards the divine, the goodness and righteous divine. They're turning toward dark witchery, sorcery, psychic tarot card readers, you know, Reiki people, whatever the hell you want to call it. They're turning to all that BS nonsense. And all you're going to get is darkness. Just like my brother-in-law's sister. She got nothing but dark answers from this tarot card reader saying, there's no hope, basically. Trump's going to get arrested and assassinated. And the world's pretty much sucking for you. And because of that, we think it is our humble estimation that that is one of the biggest reasons why she ended up taking her own life because she got that reading not too far away from when she decided to pull the trigger on herself. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't sit behind this microphone Because it's fun. Because I do like being behind the microphone. It's a lot of fun. I like I like talking to you. I like engaging with people. But I did this because it's a following that it, it was something that was given to me by God earlier in 2022. Actually, in 2021, I just finally took a initiative to act on it here in, in February. There's a lot of people lost. There's a lot of people hurting. There's a lot of people sad. Depressed, anxiety ridden, and filled with so much despair. People just need to realize the exact, just exactly how powerful the word and the spirit of Jesus Christ really is. How important it is to invite Christ in your heart. How important it is to at least take 10 to 15 minutes a day and read scripture. And if you can't read scripture, come here at His Line and listen to 1% with Him. Lately, these shows have been going for about 30 minutes. It should be more like 2% with Him because 1% of a 24-hour period is 15 minutes. So we've been doing this now 32 minutes. So we're a little over 2%. Which I appreciate your 2% of your 24-hour period, by the way. And I'm sure God does too because this is for Him. This ain't for me. So what am I trying to say here? We're still going to see some ugliness. I do absolutely believe that. I know that we're going to see some ugliness that's going to be happening here. there's going to be a lot of people that are not going to know what's happening. They're going to need people like you and me to help keep them calm, to help give them answers using the spirit of God, bringing a Bible and say, look, if you're ever lost, start reading. I suggest Proverbs and Psalms, then the, then the Gospels Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. People are going to be having their realities and their world shattered here in due time, and we need to be there to help pick up those pieces and help them help them frame a new reality that is true, not built around illusions. I hope this makes sense. I want to play something before I get off the air here. Now, this video is still up. I've had three videos on TikTok now that have been banned. I don't know why. Apparently, for authenticity purposes, apparently what I'm saying on these three videos, um, hold no truth or hold no water, apparently. But, you know, I appealed them. Um, I haven't heard anything back, but whatever. It's TikTok, you know, CCP owned, I'm sure. But this one video I'm going to play, it's only three. It's about three minutes long before we close us out. This is still up, and it's almost garnered about thirty-seven thousand views in the last two and a half days. Give this a quick listen, real quick, because this is very important, and hopefully, this sheds a little light about what we're seeing today. Okay, let's look at something here. Let me explain something. Back in the fifties, there was a guy by the name of General Douglas MacArthur. He studied this war, this this uh, field training manual called Field Training Manual 2000-25, look it up. If you wanna find it, you can find it on national-assembly.net, that's national-assembly.net. Again, go find it, 2000-25, it's a field training manual that was released by the War Department back in 1928. Okay, General Douglas MacArthur hand-picked the brightest special forces operators and train them on this field training manual now what is this manual this manual shows how to restore a nation from a democracy to a republic from a democracy to a republic now fdr wanted this training manual destroyed why because he wanted a democracy he wanted to take over this nation they wanted to take this nation down from within Now, remember, like I said in the first video that I made that got 15,000 views before TikTok decided to take it down because supposedly it was not authenticated. Let me give you a little bit more history. General Douglas MacArthur initiated a plan called the Restore America Plan, also known as Operation Blue Book, not the blue book that's affiliated with aliens, by the way, the true Operation Blue Book, the one to restore America, the Restore America Plan. Now, I'm just gonna tell you, this plan, has been long-standing and has been going in operation since the 50s. Why do you think JFK was assassinated? Why do you think there was an attempt on Ronald Reagan? Why do you think the Twin Towers went down? You thought that was a bunch of, you know, Middle Easterners on an airplane? Give me a break. Why do you think all these events took place? There has been multiple attempts to stop the National Assembly from assembling their 38-plus states. I'm part of the Michigan General General Assembly. Now, those boys that General Douglas MacArthur trained came to Michigan and started what's called the Michigan General General, the Michigan General General Assembly, okay? This is the only way that we are going to restore a republic is through the assembly. So as far as voting tonight, go out and vote. But I'm going to tell you right now, there is military oversight that's going to be happening. 14 states has National Guard security, cybersecurity teams activated. And people are wondering, well, I wonder who activated that? I'll give you a hint who activated the National Guard. The people that are in charge in in the National Assembly, in the Michigan General General Assembly. We put out 21 requisition orders to the military. And part of those orders in them 21 requisitions is to basically have oversight over an election when it goes awry. That's all I'm going to say. That's right. So whatever happens here in the future, in a very, very new future, Understand that the good people, the people in assembly, we the people, we have this. It is under control. The military has got this. They are going to be upholding their oath because people need to realize this is not going to be a military coup. It is a military that's upholding their oath at the behest of the people in a general assembly. Because I'm telling you right now, these elections, they are fraudulent. They were never fixed from 2020. I just received a text from a friend of mine, um, not Destry, actually, but somebody was just saying, um, here it is, says Alaska election results supposedly are not expected until November 23rd. Now, Destry's listening in. Destry, I don't know if you've heard anything about that. Chime in if you heard that. But, yeah, a, a friend here in Michigan, John, Saying yeah, Alaska. Alaska election results not expected until November twenty third. Hmm. Very interesting. And the results of what Donna got, Donna Brandenburg here in Michigan. There's no way all she got was three thousand plus vote. There's no way. There's no way. They completely. I'm telling you, we're gonna see the real. We're gonna see the r- real results. That woman knows so much, and so many people. Industry was saying Alaska is hand counting paper. But till November 23rd, though, or whatever date that was, seems like a long time to be counting paper. I mean, that's two weeks to count paper. I know you guys don't have a population of New York City or anything, but two weeks to count paper? I don't know. Um, that's interesting. But, you know, supposedly in a lot or in uh, Michigan here, you know, Donald supposedly got like three thousand some odd votes. It's like, no, she didn't. When you see how as many, you know, the amount of people that support her, there's no way that's all she got. There's no absolute way. And so, um. I'm just reading on the, on the chat board here for a second. That's is you're saying. Rob Meyer is one of our drivers and he's a rep. I asked him this morning if he won and said, yes, huh. be pretty cool. Um, just, just keep in mind folks that what's going to come, it's going to look seemingly ugly, but it's going to get better after, after we see, you know, this breakdown of whatever's coming. So let's uh let's take the let's close this out with a prayer here. Let's see, Oscar was saying we had a write in a county councilman with three thousand votes. Well All right, let's close this out with a prayer. All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for this day. Thank you for another day of good life and good health. Thank you for our family and companionship. We thank you for the air in our lungs. We often forget that that's a gift. And we thank you for the many blessings you bring to us. We pray for resolve in this nation. We pray that evil will continuously be outed and exposed so we can get on the path to righteousness. So we can steer this ship and right this ship's path. We can get the people of this nation hopefully turning back to you once and for all again. Hopefully it does not take a full generation, but if it does, so be it. We just hope that we can just get this nation back on the right path. We pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's all we got for the day, ladies and gentlemen, as far as 1% with Him. I may come back on the air later on tonight maybe i don't know maybe not uh because this is we have assembly you know calls going on tonight so probably not but i will be back on tomorrow morning for sure with a brandenburg block hour we'll have don on and uh that'll be fun so that's be 8 a.m and then i'll be on her show on bnn at 9 a.m so that's when i take my face for radio and show its ugly you know you know, it's ugly face out in the world on video. I, I, I absolutely cannot stand doing uh, <laughs> video streaming because I hate I hate putting my face out there, but, you know, it is what it is. So I hope you all have a great day or night, wherever you're at in the world. And uh, just remember, just remember God's got this. Um, and the people like you and I who are peculiar people, Remember, we're not of this world, so we should not stress about the the matters of this world. All we can do is help bring improvements to this world. We should never stress about it. And yes, you know what? I'm glad you said something, Destry. Um, I'm going to say a prayer now, a little extra PS prayer, and then we're going to do one tomorrow as well. So we're going to do a preliminary prayer for Destry because he is flying from Alaska to the lower 48 to help a state assemble. And if you only knew the importance of what he's doing and the importance of his role in general, you'd understand this prayer. But we, we, you know, God, you know, we want God's faith for no plane crash. He says, and so we're going to quick say a prayer. So, Heavenly Father, we also pray for Destry Payne as he helps restore this republic that was, you know, started long, long time ago with a few good men back in the fifties. And we pray that we can finally get our 50 states. Industry is helping. help steering the ship, riding the ship, along with many other men and women in assembly. We pray that he has safe travels. That nobody messes with him. We pray that nobody tries to get in his way. And if they try to, may you give him the full armor that you shield every one of your children with. And defend him and thwart their efforts to make him stumble. If anybody gets in his way, we know you got his back because you're God. And anybody that gets in God's plan or someone who is helping fulfill God's plan, your plan, I feel bad for those sorry people because they will get destroyed. So we pray for the safe travels and for a quick and successful visitation and assembly of this state which we will talk about after the rebuttal period is over. We pray all of this in your Holy son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so, yeah, I wanted to put that prayer out. We'll put another one out tomorrow again, because I believe he'll be traveling. I don't want to give a time, but he'll be traveling in the morning. And so he'll be in the air as we'll probably... Uh, maybe not podcasting, but we're going to still say a prayer anyway. So I hope you all have a good day or evening, night, wherever you're at in the world. And um, yeah, God bless. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the day. Thank you for joining us here at His Line. Remember, we need to spend at least 15 minutes each day with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is literally 1% of our time on a daily basis. Spend a little time in the Bible, spend some time in prayer, and you'd be amazed what Jesus will do to you. Drop! And Don't forget to check out our website, www.hishardline.com, for all the latest
1: updates.